0: this is Mike and this is Drew
1: welcome to the Mike and Drew at Mountain View podcast it is May the 10th 2023 and for episode 17 we want to know where do biblical and academic truth connect
0: yeah um so I was kind of thinking about this we this was a question from a teenager in our church and we uh, you know he was talking about talking with his science teachers at school and stuff like that. And so I think we can take this a lot of different directions, but I'm curious, what what kind of research did you do?
1: Well, having grown up as a young earth creationist in a homeschooled household, uh, I'm going to have certain uh, certain bias towards that, but also having just recently graduated from Johnson University, I'm also intrigued by different Christian worldviews that, uh, with a biblical perspective— seem to be able to defend evolution, old Earth creation, young Earth creation. And so for me, the question is not, do the truths of science and religion intersect, or in our case, Christianity, but where do they connect? Because I believe they do. I believe there's options.
0: Yeah, I was I was thinking, you know, I feel like the young Earth, old Earth debate, dare I say it's not that important. <laughs> you right. Know? I, I, I just, I, I feel like... It, the bible 's so much more important for the here and now, as opposed to like what happened before us right, so to me you you
1: asked about research, I think one of the things I looked at was uh, a more recent poll. Uh, with a bit of research from Gallup published July 6th of 2022 by Frank Newport which reveals that the majority of Christians 58% say the Bible is the inspired word of God but not everything in it is to be taken literally while 25% say it should be interpreted literally and 16% say it is an ancient book Of fables, and that ties directly into the topic of creationism, because Mm -hmm. some would say, even a few of my professors uh, at a a place of uh, Christian higher education, would say it is just that Genesis is just uh, Jewish cosmology, just their explanation for the universe, among other explanations, to point to Yahweh as the one true God. However, you can read Genesis literally mm-hmm. and look at that Hebrew word yom and interpret it as a 24-hour period. I also believe simultaneously that you can stick to the authority and inerrancy of Scripture and come up with a logical biblical explanation for other, uh, with, with other things in mind. So I, I just being transparent, I do gravitate towards young earth creationism, so to me it's very easy. To see how science and the Bible interact. And if there's one word in this whole podcast, it's faith. I believe yeah. it I believe it takes faith to invest into the evolutionary theory or or creationism.
0: Yeah, and I um I just finished reading a book. It's uh Don Miller's Blue Like Jazz. And one of the things that stuck out to me, he said at the beginning of one of the chapters, he was basically like you know, I can I can sit through a conference or a lecture, and, and this person completely decides, and he's completely proven that God is not real. And then I go to another lecture, and he completely proves that God is real. And so at the end of the day, like, he's just got to make that decision for himself. And That's, I feel like something exactly. that, you know, my parents instilled in me is like, hey, people are going to, like, kind of logic their way out of, you know, different... Um, or into different um, belief systems within Christianity. And the fact of the matter is you have to have faith and you have to, you know, take the Bible where it's at, where you're at, you know?
1: Well, and if you are relying on, um, academia, scientific thought, which I have great respect for and an increasing respect for, you're still putting faith in peer reviewed journals and articles and research and, uh, teams and institutions to, um, to put aside their predispositions and beliefs and come to an objective truth and uh, you go to John chapter 18 in the New Testament we remember that great question from Pilate right so Pilate uh, made the statement you're a king then speaking to Jesus and Jesus answered you say that I'm a king in fact the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to thee and here's the word truth everyone on the side of Truth listens to me. And then Pilate asked this question What is truth? retorted Pilate. So that's where we're at. I, I think we live in a world that's asking what truth is rather than assuming their parents, grandparents, pastors, or denominations have truth.
0: Yeah. And with the, you know, we call this the information age. Um, where you know kids can just Google like what is truth? Yeah, you know they they don't go to their parents for these big questions like what is you know sex? They go to Google.
1: Right. So, you know, I I can have meaningful conversations, and I have with my children. I I believe, uh, you know, you talk about the subject of, uh, you know, sexual intimacy, things like that. That is a conversation I do have with my kids because—and I I, I have that conversation a little younger than some have advised me, and uh, not as young as others have advised me, because I know they live in a world of information, and I know that their truth— That train of truth can take off without me if I'm not on board early as a parent, and they can Google uh, these truths or unfortunate unfortunate other sides of that truth. So I want my kids to pursue not just knowledge, but wisdom. And And there's a difference, because wisdom is tied into eternal truth, whereas knowledge can just be tied into logical, limited information. Both are valuable, but... Uh, more than knowledge, I think in truth, we're looking for wisdom, something yeah. that transcends our capabilities.
0: Yeah, knowledge is knowing the stove's hot. Wisdom is knowing not to touch the stove when it's hot. That's right. Ap- application and reason, <laughs> right. And
1: so I, I think in this topic of, uh, you know, specifically, you mentioned we were asked this question by a teenager at church graduating high school, going into college, and, um, The next podcast after this, episode 18, will be called Adulting, because it was a twofold question as, hey, how do I prepare for that transition from childhood to adulthood in college? But this part of the question is, at what point do—where do those truths uh, that I've learned from the Bible— and the truths I'm going to learn in college that might contradict biblical thought. Where do those intersect? What are the boundaries, and how do I look out for the pitfalls? And I think it comes back to that word faith. What What is your faith? Who do you believe most of all? Is it your parents, or is it God? Yeah.
0: And, you know, as I was thinking about this question, I you have to ask the question, who are you trying to answer that for? Are you trying to convince someone or are you trying to, you know, convince yeah, yourself, right? Because that it becomes a whole another question. It, it's almost a question of evangelism. Like, how do we, um, okay, do these truths align, and then how do we share that they align with other people? Um, I feel like our audience, as we're speaking right now, is probably Christians. I don't think we're trying to speak to non-Christians about this specific issue, you know. Right, because if you're trying to appease every critic, you've just opened a Pandora's box that
1: will never be satisfied.
0: Yep. yep. So
1: you like you you made a very good point and that is who are you who are you answering here? And if you're answering directly to God, then None of that stuff's going to matter. His his scripture is going to be sufficient. If you are answering to yourself because you have genuine questions, uh, then those are valid. And just remember, in that journey, though you are placing your faith either in the, uh, you know, in, in higher uh, education, in your family background, in your church background, or in God Himself. And Romans 1, 22 and twenty three warns us that although. The world claims to be wise. They became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being and birds and animals and reptiles. We live in a world that worships the world. They worship human thought. They worship yeah. uh, the, the earth. They, you know, they find tangible things to worship because they do not want to admit there's a higher power. They do not want to admit. I don't, on most days, want to admit that I have to serve under the authority of God, but I don't have the luxury at this point to deny he exists because I've experienced him so many times in ways that do defy logic and go beyond the God of the gaps theory, where you'll run into this in college. They'll say, well, you're just using God to explain things that you can't explain, that we can scientifically, and I would return that with, sure, You may explain them scientifically, but does that mean there is a scientific or a spiritual cause to the things you explain scientifically?
0: Yeah, I I like what you said about, um,
1: oh, I just lost it.
0: Well, in other words, if I'm simplifying
1: it, uh, just because we can observe things and explain things scientifically, does that mean that it has a physical scientific cause, or it's just a manifestation
0: of God at work? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I got it. I got it. Okay. So talking about when you have doubts about God, you don't go back to, you know, science or like you don't try and study your way back to God. Right. You, you reflect on the stories of God intersecting directly in your life. That's right. And yeah. I think that's the key. When, when we have doubts, we can't really logic our way out of those doubts. I mean, maybe we can, but the stronger force that will bring you back to God, is taking time to reflect on what God has done in your life.
1: Right. Well, we can talk about things like instinct, where you know you're right on something, and, or your gut tells you, hey, don't don't go down that alleyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Right? Or, or, or your instincts tell you, I can trust this person. I'm not comfortable, something's off, but I, I can trust them. Mm-hmm. You know, and you find out you you just think through your own experiences and you go back and go, "Yeah, there was no logical reason, but I followed this instinct, this thing that was greater or bigger than me and and that's where, like you just said, reflect on those truths because we will always if there is a good, there is going to be a bad." to combat that good. And so it's no surprise that if we really do have a loving creator with a truth, wherever that is, evolution, young earth creationism, wherever those intersections are, they exist. There is an intersection between God's truth and academic truth, and they can run parallel. Yeah. You know, they can meet up and then run parallel, but sometimes they're in opposition to each other because they refuse to, some scientists refuse to recognize the source of the creation they're studying, while others recognize and submit to the source, uh, uh, the creator of the creation.
0: Yeah, and as we as we kind of think about that, there's there's a lot of things that the Bible stated pretty frankly early on, and then, you know, science decided to kind of, you know, push forward. And not that they were denying that, but they just, science thought that, you know, it was this or that and then the bible we came back and science realized oh like this was actually the case and then we look at the bible and it says oh yeah we, that was the case all along for instance i was thinking about um leviticus i think it's leviticus 15 the idea of like unclean unclean cleanliness uncleanness right. um and you know washing your hands and running water yeah, as hygiene opposed to, yes Yeah. you know this these these uh ceremonial un, uncleanness um those are put in place for a reason not just because like there's this weird like ceremony behind all of it, but because God was protecting His people from possible diseases that were going around, you know,
1: right. And for those who would hear what Drew just said and point to other examples and say, "Well, yeah, there were other ancient Near Eastern uh, cultures with those tra- different cleanse, you know, cleanliness traditions um, on the subject of truth. Who's to say that's still not God's truth He revealed to everyone? And it just so happens we have the record of the Israelites, you know, who did yep. obey that? Who's to say that it's still not God's ultimate truth he revealed to everyone and only a few obeyed? There, there's another uh, poll that I actually remember looking at while I was in college in October of 2015 by the Pew Research Center entitled Religion and Science, and I know, I know this is old, But the numbers have not gotten any better. This is just the the clearest research I could find. Uh, The question, are science and religion at odds with each other? A majority of the public says science and religion often conflict with nearly 6 in 10 adults, 59%, expressing this view in newly released findings from a Pew Research Center, which in 2015. The share of the public saying science and religion are often in conflict is up modestly from 55% in 2009 when Pew Research conducted a similar survey on religion and science. Now, Drew, I couldn't find a more recent poll on this subject because now it is almost assumed that religion and science are in conflict. So now it's broken down into more subcategories, and that is basically how much in conflict do you think things are between religion and science. And so uh, I... I guess I'm in a minority then, but I would say they're not in conflict. I just think there are many more parallels to them than we think there are.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, science is always growing. We're always learning more about the universe and people and the oceans. You know, we're, we're doing all these different pieces of research, and I think as we do more research, as we kind of figure more things out about the world, we will, I would assume we would, like begin to see those things line up even more as we discover more things.
1: Well, and science, by definition, and I love the scientific community, I'm fascinated with it, and I I, I love the work that's being done in the name of science. And even scientists will tell you it is, a, it is not a static field, it's a dynamic field. Yeah. And they're learning, and all they're doing is observing creation. That would be a definition of science is observing creation and reporting. And sometimes most of the time you don't get all the puzzle pieces correct the first go around. You take what you get and just keep learning. But if it's not under uh, a framework of faith in God, then it's under a faith in the scientists doing the discovery there. You're putting faith in something to uh, affirm your
0: truth. Yeah. And if we're, we're looking for, I hate that phrase, your truth. Like that's not right. (laughs) But if we're, if we're, if we're doing science in the name of looking for truth, I would think that we would, you know, be able to discover truth at the end of the day because, um, you know, God made truth, God made what is true. And, um, I think we will find God if we seek truth. Right I,
1: I agree 100%. you mm-hmm. you will ultimately filter down to that if you're seeking a truth that is greater as you mentioned than yourself. That's greater than your people, your mm-hmm. circles. That's yeah. greater than your nation. That's greater than your your western eastern uh, divide on earth. But the fact is for truth, truth will not change. Right. So, you know, I think of the Webb Space Telescope and the Hubble Space Telescope and the Hubble uh, Space Telescope, uh, you know, from decades ago gave us grainier pictures of space. And then recently, what, last year, um, you know, we had the Webb Space Telescope Mm -hmm. give us some of the highest mind-blowing definition pictures of space and that, that space, the things in space never changed. The truth Never our understanding changed. of it our understanding of it changed now again immediately people are drawing conclusions based on their faith right and so my faith in god goes yeah that makes sense that my god would create you know incredible mind-blowing things that i'm still willing to learn but uh, it could also say well now see this could disprove the creation theory or evolution theory or whatever and you're you're placing faith in something the bottom line is the truth doesn't change and Regardless of the definition of the web or the Hubble telescope, it doesn't shake my faith at all. It fascinates me, and it teaches me a little bit more about my my God, the Lord I serve, but it, that is my filter. You know, young earth creationism is not my filter. Yeah. God himself is. Yeah. And he He can change from my perspective, even though he never truly changes. There are periods in time in my life where he appears clearer to me. Mm-hmm. Or he appears a little more grainy, and so in that sense, truth from my perspective might change a little bit. But he does not, right? His truth doesn't. So the closer I draw to him, oh, you know that that brings it into clear view. And if you have faith in something else, the closer you, closer you draw to secularism, humanism, uh, or, or academia, if if that is a god to you and not just a tool uh, to understand truth, then you are going to hone in on. And clarify your worldview, and so I would just encourage you, like you mentioned earlier, rethink through those experiences with God.
0: Yeah, and like literally write those things down. Oh, absolutely. Because when yes. you yes are in a tough spot, it's so much easier to look back and say, "God was here in in these moments, so surely He will be here as I'm going through this tough tough thing." Well, you know that that's
1: exactly it because. If it's not truth, it'll be another topic, but for those going into college, that is your your primary battle, truth, what is yeah. truth. And if you know that God will never leave you or forsake you, um, sometimes that means maybe your truth does change a little bit, and you grow and you're uncomfortable, and you're thinking, oh, this isn't what my parents taught me. And <laughs> and that's okay, as long as you're within a good relationship with God and the framework of Scripture, then you have nothing to worry about.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I think we should leave it right there. I don't think there's more much more to say about that. I, I agree. <laughs> uh, this has been Mike. And this has been Drew. Thank but, you for listening to the Mike and Drew at
1: Mountain View podcast. I just took Drew's part here. You can email us at podcast at mvcc6mile.org. And I'd encourage you to share this content with your friends and family. And we will, if you ask, we have links to different things we've mentioned in every podcast all 17 episodes email us we'll be more than happy to share what information we have
0: yeah our sources and stuff for sure uh eat your vegetables I guess what about quesadillas eat those too eat everything (laughs) everything everything